Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. We invite you to join us at 1 Oakley Avenue in North Providence, Rhode Island. This podcast is presented to you by The Way Ministries, supported by listeners like you. For donations, live videos, podcasts, and more, please visit www.thewayministriesri.org. Thank you and have a great day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. So glad you could join me today to get a portion of God's Word. Today we're going to begin with day 224, August 11th, Jeremiah 40-45, to after the fall of Jerusalem. Overview. Jeremiah's ministry does not end with the fall of Jerusalem. Given carte blanche by the Babylonian king, Nebuchadnezzar, he chooses to cast his lot with Dedadalia, the governor appointed to oversee Jerusalem. But after Dedadiah's brutal assassination by Ishmael, the Jewish remnant disregards God's specific command and flees into Egypt, taking Jeremiah along. This prompts Jeremiah to predict Egypt's destruction and the Jews' discipline at the hands of Jehovah. Chapters 40 to 41, gathering around Dedadiah, safety in the city. Chapter 42, the plan. Chapter 43, escaping into Egypt, the execution. Chapters 44 to 45, escaping into Egypt, the aftermath, disaster through disobedience. Insight, the word of the Lord came in Tehaphanes, Jeremiah 43, 8, 13. The ancient city of Tehaphanes, 43, 8, 13, has been linked with the site about 10 miles west of the Suez Canal. In 1886, Sir Flinders Petrie uncovered the ruins of a large castle in front of which was a great open platform of brickwork. According to Petrie, it is likely Jeremiah hid the stones there that he had referred to in his prophecy of Egypt's downfall. Insight, the Queen of Heaven, Jeremiah 44.18 Mentioned only by the title in Jeremiah 7.18 and 44.18 The Queen of Heaven appears in the other Old Testament passages too. The term refers to the Babylonian goddess Ishtar, whose Canaanite counterpart was Ashtaroth. Worshipping this fertility goddess involved making cakes, pouring drink offerings, and engaging in very lewd practices. Jeremiah chapter 40 the Lord gave a message to Jeremiah after Nebuzaradan, the captain of the God, had released him at Ramah. He had found Jeremiah bound in chains among all the other captives of Jerusalem and Judah who were being sent to exile in Babylon. The captain of the God called for Jeremiah and said, The Lord your God has brought this disaster on this land, just as he said he would. For these people have sinned against the Lord and disobeyed him. That is why it happened. For I am going to take off your chains and let you go. If you want to come with me to Babylon, you are welcome. I will see that you are well cared for. But if you don't want to come, you may stay here. The whole land is before you. Go wherever you like. If you decide to stay, then return to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, and grandson of Shaphan. He has been appointed governor of Judah by the king of Babylon. Stay there with the people he rules. But it's up to you. Go wherever you like. Then Nebuzadan, the captain of the god, gave Jeremiah some food and money and let him go. 
So Jeremiah returned to Gedaliah, son of Ahakam, at Mizpah, and he lived in Judah with the few who were still left in the land. Gedaliah governs in Judah. The leaders of the Judean guerrilla bands in the countryside heard that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, as governor over the poor people who were left behind in Judah, the men, women, and children who hadn't been exiled to Babylon. So they went to see Gedaliah at Mizpah. These included Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, Johanan, and Jonathan, sons of Kariah, Sariah, son of Tenemoth, the sons of Ephi, the Netophiatite, Jazaniah, son of the Nakatite, and all their men. Gedaliah vowed to them that the Babylonians meant them no harm. Don't be afraid to serve them. Live in the land and serve the king of Babylon, and all will go well for you, he promised. As for me, I will stay at Mizpah to represent you before the Babylonians who come to meet with us. Settle in the towns you have taken and live off the land. Harvest the grapes and summer fruits and olives and store them away. When the Judeans in Moab, Ammon, Edom, and the other nearby countries heard that the king of Babylon had left a few people in Judah and that Gedaliah was the governor, they began to return to Judah from the places to which they had fled. They stopped at Mizpah to meet with Gedaliah and then went into the Judean countryside to gather a great harvest of grapes and other crops. A plot against Gedaliah. Soon after this, Johanan, son of Korea, and the other guerrilla leaders came to Gedaliah at Mizpah. They said to him, Did you know that Baalus, king of Ammon, has sent Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, to assassinate you? But Gedaliah refused to believe them. Later, Johanan had a private conference with Gedaliah and volunteered to kill Ishmael secretly. Why would we let him come and murder you? Johanan asked. What will happen to the Judeans who have returned? Why should the few of us who are still left be scattered and lost? But Gedaliah said to Johanan, I forbid you to do any such thing, for you are lying about Ishmael. Jeremiah 41, The Murder of Gedaliah but in mid-autumn of that year, Ishmael, son of Nathaniah and grandson of Elishama, who was a member of the royal family and had been one of the king's high officials, went to Mizpah with ten men to meet Gedaliah. While they were eating together, Ishmael and his ten men suddenly jumped up, drew their swords, and killed Gedaliah, whom the king of Babylon had appointed governor. Ishmael also killed all the Judeans and the Babylonian soldiers who were with Gedaliah at Mizpah. The next day, before anyone heard about Gedaliah's murder, 80 men arrived from Shechem, Shiloh, and Samaria to worship at the temple of the Lord. They had shaved off their beards, torn their clothes, and cut themselves, and had brought along grain offerings and frankincense. Ishmael left Mizpah to meet them, weeping as he went. When he reached them, he said, Oh, come and see what has happened to Gedaliah. But as soon as they were all inside the town, Ishmael and his men killed all but ten of them and threw their bodies into a cistern. The other ten had talked Ishmael into letting them go by promising to bring him their stores of wheat, barley, olive oil, and honey that they had hidden away. The cistern where Ishmael dumped the bodies of the men he murdered was the large one dug by King Asa when he fortified Mizpah to protect himself against King Basha of Israel. Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, filled it with corpses. 
Then Ishmael made captives of the king's daughters and other people who had been left under Gedaliah's care in Mitzvah by Nebuzadan, the captain of the guard. Taking them with him, he started back toward the land of Ammon. But when Johanan, son of Korea, and the other guerrilla leaders heard about Ishmael's crimes, they took all their men and set out to stop him. They caught up with him at the large pool near Gibeon. The people Ishmael had captured shouted for joy when they saw Johanan and the other guerrilla leaders, and all the captives from Mitzvah escaped and began to help Johanan. Meanwhile, Ishmael and eight of his men escaped from Johanan into the land of Ammon. Then Johanan, son of Korea, and the other guerrilla leaders took all the people they had rescued in Gibeon, the soldiers, women, children, and court officials whom Ishmael had captured after he killed Gedaliah. They took them all to the village of Garut Kimham, near Bethlehem, where they prepared to leave for Egypt. They were afraid of what the Babylonians would do when they heard that Ishmael had killed Gedaliah, the governor appointed by the Babylonian king. Jeremiah 42 warning to stay in Judah. Then all the guerrilla leaders, including Johanan, son of Korea, and Jezananiah, son of Hoshiah, and all the people from the least to the greatest, approached Jeremiah the prophet. They said, Please pray to the Lord your God for us. As you can see, we are only a tiny remnant compared to what we were before. Pray that the Lord your God will show us what to do and where to go. All right, Jeremiah replied, I will pray to the Lord your God as you have asked, and I will tell you everything he says. I will hide nothing from you. Then they said to Jeremiah, May the Lord your God be a faithful witness against us if we refuse to obey whatever he tells us to do. Whether we like it or not, we will obey the Lord our God, to whom we are sending you with our plea. For if we obey him, everything will turn out well for us. Ten days later, the Lord gave this reply to Jeremiah. So he called for Johanan, son of Korea, and the other guerrilla leaders, and for all the people, from the least to the greatest, he said to them, You sent me to the Lord, the God of Israel, with your request? And this is his reply. Stay here in this land. If you do, I will build you up and not tear you down. I will plant you and not uproot you. For I am sorry about all the punishment I have had to bring upon you. Do not fear the king of Babylon any more, says the Lord. For I am with you, and will save you, and rescue you from his power. I will be merciful to you by making him kind, so he will let you stay here in your land. But if you refuse to obey the Lord your God, and if you say, We will not stay here, instead we will go to Egypt, where we will be free from war, the call to arms in hunger, then hear the Lord's message to the remnant of Judah. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. If you are determined to go to Egypt and live there, the very war and famine you fear will catch up to you and you will die there. That is the fate awaiting every one of you who insists on going to live in Egypt. Yes, you will die from war, famine, and disease. None of you will escape the disaster I will bring upon you there. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Just as my anger and fury have been poured out on the people of Jerusalem, so they will be poured out on you when you enter Egypt. You will be an object of damnation, horror, cursing, and mockery. And you will never see your homeland again. Listen, you remnant of Judah. The Lord has told you, do not go to Egypt. Don't forget this warning I have given you today. For you were not being honest when you sent me to pray to the Lord your God for you. You said, just tell us what the Lord our God says and we will do it. 
And today I've told you exactly what he said, but you will not obey the Lord your God any better now than you have in the past. So you can be sure that you will die from war, famine, and disease in Egypt where you insist on going. Jeremiah 43. Jeremiah taken to Egypt. When Jeremiah had finished giving this message from the Lord, their God, to all the people, Azariah, son of Hoshahiah, and Johanan, son of Karet, and all the other proud men said to Jeremiah, You lie. The Lord your God hasn't forbidden us to go to Egypt. Barak, son of Neriah, has convinced you to say this because he wants us to stay here and be killed by the Babylonians or be carried off into exile. So Johanan and other guerrilla leaders and all the people refused to obey the Lord's command to stay in Judah. Johanan and the other leaders took with them all the people who had returned from the nearby countries to which they had fled. And the crowd were men, women, and children, the king's daughters, and all those whom Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had left with Gedaliah. The prophet Jeremiah and Baruch were also included. The people refused to obey the voice of the Lord and went to Egypt, going as far as the city of Tehaphanes. Then at Tehaphanes, the Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, while the people of Judah are watching, take some large rocks and bury them under the pavement stones at the entrance of Pharaoh's palace here in Tehaphanes. Then say to the people of Judah, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, I will certainly bring my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, here to Egypt. I will set his throne over these stones I have hidden. He will spread his royal canopy over them. And when he comes, he will destroy the land of Egypt. He will bring debt to those destined for debt, captivity to those destined for captivity, and war to those destined for war. He will set fire to the temples of Egypt's gods, and he will burn the temples and carry the idols away as plunder. He will pick clean the land of Egypt as a shepherd picks fleas from his cloak, and he himself will leave unharmed. He will break down the sacred pillars standing in the temple of the sun in Egypt, and he will burn down the temples of Egypt's gods. Jeremiah 44. Judgment for idolatry. This is the message Jeremiah received concerning the Judeans living in northern Egypt in the city of Migdal, Tehaphanes, and Memphis, and in southern Egypt as well. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. You saw the calamity I brought on Jerusalem. In all the towns of Judah, they now lie deserted and in ruins. They provoked my anger with all their wickedness. They burned incense and worshipped other gods, gods that neither they, nor you, nor any of your ancestors had ever known. Again and again I sent my servants, the prophets, to plead with them, Don't do these horrible things that I hate so much. But my people would not listen or turn back from their wicked ways. They kept on burning incense to these gods, and so my fury boiled over and fell like fire on the towns of Judah and into the streets of Jerusalem. And they are still a desolate ruin today. And now the Lord God of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, asks you, Why are you destroying yourselves? For not one of you will survive, not a man, woman, or child among you who has come here from Judah, not even the babies in your arms. Why provoke my anger by burning incense to the idols you have made here in Egypt? You will only destroy yourselves and make yourselves an object of cursing and mockery for all the nations of the earth 
Have you forgotten the sins of your ancestors, the sins of the kings and queens of Judah, and the sins you and your wives committed in Judah and Jerusalem? To this very hour, you have shown no remorse or reverence. No one has chosen to follow my word in the decrees I gave to you and your ancestors before you. Therefore, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. I am determined to destroy every one of you. I will take this remnant of Judah, those who are determined to come here and live in Egypt, and I will consume them. They will fall here in Egypt, killed by war and famine. All will die from the least to the greatest. They will be an object of damnation, horror, cursing, and mockery. I will punish them in Egypt just as I punished them in Jerusalem by war, famine, and disease. Of that remnant who fled to Egypt, hoping someday to return to Judah, there will be no survivors. Even though they long to return home, only a handful will do so. Then all the women present and all the men who knew that their wives had burned incense to idols, a great crowd of all Judeans living in northern Egypt and southern Egypt answered Jeremiah, We will not listen to your messages from the Lord. We will do whatever we want. We will burn incense and pour out liquid offerings to the Queen of Heaven just as much as we like, just as we and our ancestors and our kings and officials have always done in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For in those days we had plenty to eat, and we were well off and had no troubles. But ever since we quit burning incense to the Queen of Heaven and stopped worshipping her with liquid offerings, we have been in great trouble and have been dying from war and famine. Besides, the women added, Do you suppose that we were burning incense and pouring out liquid offerings to the Queen of Heaven and making cakes mocked with her image without our husbands knowing it and helping us? Of course not. Then Jeremiah said to all of them, men and women alike, who had given him that answer, Do you think the Lord did not know that you and your ancestors, your kings and officials, and all the people were burning incense to idols in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? It was because the Lord could no longer bear all the disgusting things you were doing that he made your land an object of cursing, a desolate ruin without inhabitants, as it is today. All these terrible things happen to you because you have burned incense to idols and sinned against the Lord. You have refused to obey him and have not followed his instructions, his decrees, and his laws. Then Jeremiah said to them, all including the women, listen to this message from the Lord, all you citizens of Judah who live in Egypt. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. You and your wives have said, We will keep our promise to burn incense and pour out liquid offerings to the Queen of Heaven. And you have proved by your actions that you meant it. So go ahead and carry out your promises and vows to her. But listen to this message from the Lord. All you Judeans now living in Egypt, I have sworn by my great name, says the Lord, that my name will no longer be spoken by any of the Judeans in the land of Egypt. None of you may invoke my name or use this oath, as surely as the Sovereign Lord lives. For I will watch over you to bring you disaster and not good. Everyone from Judah who is now living in Egypt will suffer war and famine until all of you are dead. Only a small number will escape death and return to Judah from Egypt. Then all those who came to Egypt will find out whose words are true, mine or theirs.
And this is the proof I give you, says the Lord, that all I have threatened will happen to you and that I will punish you here. This is what the Lord says. I will turn Pharaoh, Hophra, king of Egypt, over to his enemies who want to kill him, just as I turned King Zedekiah of Judah over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Jeremiah 45, a message for Barak. The prophet Jeremiah gave a message to Barak, son of Neriah, in the fourth year of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah. After Barak had written down everything Jeremiah had dictated to him, he said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to you, Barak. You have said, I am overwhelmed with trouble. Haven't I had enough pain already? And now the Lord has added more. I am worn out from sighing and can find no rest. Barak, this is what the Lord says. I will destroy this nation that I built. I will uproot what I planted. Are you seeking great things for yourself? Don't do it. I will bring disaster upon all these people. But I will give you your life as a reward wherever you go. I, the Lord, have spoken. My daily walk. Are you a coin collector, Christian? It is a common practice today for coin and stamp collectors to buy merchandise on approval. That is, the company will send samples of coins or stamps through the mail. The buyer looks them over, keeps the ones that he or she wants to buy, and returns the rest. Some Christians view God's will that way. They pray, Lord, show me what you want me to do. And when he does, they decide whether they want to do all of it, part of it, or none of it. After the fall of Jerusalem, the survivors came to Jeremiah and asked him to pray for them. They wanted to know God's will on approval. They were looking for God to rubber stamp what they had already decided to do, flee to Egypt. And when the answer came back, no, they went anyway with disastrous results. Are you seeking God's will on approval, or are you willing to go wherever he guides? Read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, then you decide. There's no more, there is no more difficult prayer to pray sincerely than thy will be done. That is so true, my friends. That's all for today. It was great reading along with you. Have a great day and God bless. And I will see you tomorrow. Lord willing, peace.